Okay. Shalom Aleichem, the Kilo Kedesh of Cincinnati. And um, this, this is, uh, we're all gathered together here. This is Chaim Shneer Zalman, Miriam Shavafur Shlema, and in Shus Mordar Abonim, Rosh Yeshivas. Uh, I'd like to share a few words that the fact that I'm here, uh, that the fact that I have the chutz to be standing here today and uh, be able to share with you some words of Munda Betach and the Mevishten is uh, absolutely a mess uh, because as I sh- I'd like to share with you a few stories. The f- the, the whole mindset that uh, how the stack is a lot of stadlers, but but um, the fact that I was ultimately freed. Um, and such a, is, is a mamasha emes, and that's I'll share with you a few, a few, a few minutes. Um, what, 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 we always ask the Abishta for Yeshua, for Rachamim, and what that Abishta tells us, Hashem tells us that, that through Vayakil, through getting together, through Achdus, through, through, through Atfilis, we have the Koyach to, 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 uh, to take a Gzeda and rip it up. To turn, turn a Gzeda that was, we're now in the Chedish Odr. Chedish Odr is a Chedish that we, this is what it's all about. There was a Gzeda on the Yidden, the Yidden got together. We, we davened, we learned Teda, and uh, we had Mrs. Nefesh, we learned Teda Mrs. and uh, that brought about the Yeshua. So, so, so uh, this is what it's about. So before I get into uh, the, the, the some discussion, I think it's important by way of a, of a certain experience I think I had maybe 30 years ago to point out that a yid sees the world totally different than a, than a secular way of thinking. A yid sees the world, a yid knows that he has a neshama, he has a teira, he has a connection, he's davok and the he's davok and baruch, baruch is not limited to any, to any, um, any limitations, and he yearns, he yearns to doing teira, doing mitzvahs to, to be connected to Hashem. So therefore, when he goes through life, he doesn't, he doesn't measure up what's, what he's, how, how he's to act. The way he does it is by looking at the teira. So I had an interesting experience 30 years ago. When my father first moved to uh, to this Iowa place, um, far the middle, now you got you know where it is. It's a uh, it's in the middle of nowhere. And and uh, we when we moved there, we had uh, we had a few children, so we moved into St. Paul, Minnesota, because there's a cheder there. And I used to dri- I used to travel from from point from there down to Postal, like 180 miles, about three hour drive. It was Eddie Vim Kipper. The second year I was there. And and um, it was getting late. It, it was uh, I'd say what four or five hours before before Shkia. And all the shocked mashiachim disappeared on me. So I had to, I had the chayyus to, to to make sure everything is is is, uh, is done correctly. And I uh, didn't want to come at the last minute. So I, I spoke to some people. What can I do over here? Someone someone gave me an idea. The next door, next to the next to the plant, there was a, a, an airplane. A guy, a farmer, had an airplane. And and. Um, he, would, he spoke to him and he would fly me. He, would, he has a single engine plane that fly me to Minnesota. So it takes take three hours, it take an hour and a quarter, an hour and a half. So I get there in time for I have a stickle Edivim Kipper. So I took it. He drove me over to this, to, I never did this before. He drove me over to this farm. And there's no security checks, that's the mile. But other than that, he brings me to a garage. He opens the garage door, he pulls out, but literally with a string, he pulls out a plane. 
and uh, it's a small four seater. The guys in the back can't have any feet to sit in there, but the food, the, mainly there's two seats in the front. He tells me to get into a seat, he hands me uh, air sets because the noise is, is uh, big. And his runway was actually a, 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 a lawn, his front lawn, side lawn, whatever it was, uh, on grass. And he takes off, and here I am sitting in a, in a, in a small plane, the first time in my life, in a, in a cockpit, in a cockpit of a plane. I'm enjoying the view. And I have to, the next hour and a half, I'll be here. I, I may, I'm by, by, na- by nature, I'm a very curious guy. I like to learn. And a bunch of dials are right in front of me. I'm going to ask the guy to teach me something about flying planes. What are these dials? Tell him. And so I asked him this one, that one. And then one dial particularly caught my eyes. It, it's, uh, this is days before electronics, as, as we know today, technology. That there's a sort, of, sort of more of a mechanical, there's, like a, um, there's a bubble there. And a small plane... Um, a model plane is inside this little bubble, and I noticed as the as the plane gets goes higher, this this little plane inside there is to, points up. So it's the backdrop of the horizon and the bottom, and as the plane goes lower, it goes points down. So I ask him, Keith, what's this plane? What does this dial tell you? So he tells me this is a, ver- a very very important dial. So I figure very important. It must be very sophisticated. If Yannick says, I, I asked him, move us. So he tells me, this dial tells, me, tells you if you're flying up or if you're flying down. So I started laughing. He says, well, you got insulted. What are you laughing? So I said, you need a dial to tell you flying up, flying down. You look up. It's up and down, it's down. Okay? So, he says, so he says, don't laugh. He got very serious on me. And he said, don't laugh because this dial can sometimes save your life. He says, now you're flying in good weather. Good weather, you see what's up and what's down. When you're flying through cold weather, through bad weather, you can sometimes fly through a dark cloud. And you fly through a dark cloud, you don't see what's up and what's down anymore. And, uh, and then, not only you don't see what's up and what's down anymore, you actually, you federate. What you think is up is actually down, or you think is down is actually up. And, uh, and so, so you're, gonna, you're thinking to fly out of the cloud, you're going to give gas and, and go up. What you think is up is actually flying down right into, right into the ground, you're going to kill yourself. So if you fire, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to look at this dial, and you're supposed to, I remember the word he told me, you have to ignore all your senses will scream at you, you're going the wrong way. He says, look at this dial, you follow this dial, you'll fly out of the thing, and if not, you'll, you'll smash into the ground. So, Bar Hashem, I learned a lesson in life. The, you know, either supposed to, everything he sees in here, he's supposed to take a lesson. Bashantov says, whatever he sees in here, he's supposed to take a lesson in Avedis Hashem. And we had a nice kipper, like I landed early, and I had a nice kipper. And for weeks, I was, I was, I was, this is a, this is a very simple lesson here. We go through life, and when things are going good, we, we, we sort of convince ourselves we can see what's up and what's down. But, but for sure, when we hit a dark cloud, then suddenly we don't know what's up and what's down. And, and, and the seichel, our seichel study doesn't work, our, our intelligence doesn't work, and our, and our heart doesn't, can't, you can't get around it. And we suddenly feel that you do this and you do that, and this is the way you get out of the problem. But there's only one, one thing you can really do. We have, David gave us a tater. That's our, that's our gauge, so to speak. And if you look into the tater and, and, the, and, and follow what the tater tells us is up, and do that, even when our secular thinking says you're out of your mind, it can't work. If you follow what the Tater says, then you'll fly out of the cloud. And if you don't follow what the Tater says, it's fakert. So this is a lesson I learned. And so when I found myself suddenly, after 20 years of flying pretty, it was, a, it was not it was an easy 20 years, but basically the business was growing. And suddenly I found myself in, from Igrarum, I found myself from, from sitting in the office in the business. 
And Baruch Hashem, I came to the to, to be able to distribute kosher meat to the whole, to, to the far reaches where he didn't live. And Baruch Hashem, we were zeicha. Today you can walk into supermarkets and find kosher meat and chicken. Before then, before we did that, it didn't happen. But suddenly I found myself in a place called jail. I found myself in a, in a, in a real dark cloud. And, and it's a place where suddenly you don't know what's up, what's up and what's down anymore. You literally. Your, your mind can't make, put together what's going on and the million and a half questions. And your heart for sure. The, you, you, so you try to grab. So I remember the story that Fakert, you have to look, what does the tailor want? So everybody knows what a Muna is. We grow, first of all, Muna is about Muna, Muna, Muna. We don't, everything comes from the Abish We always say Gamzul Teva. But along with a Muna, along with a Muna, along with a, with a simple, a Muna Pshut is not so simple. Along with a rock solid faith that everything happens in our life comes only from one, from one Hashem. And therefore, everything happens to us is good. There's also. The, 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 the another, another foundation of our faith is to have betochen, the Hebrews that wants us to trust Hashem, that when we are in a time of need, we have to trust Hashem to help us out of our time of need. That's what we have to do. So how do you do it? You daven. And when you daven to Hashem, you are daven with the total betochen that the Hebrews will help you. So if you need the parnosa, you are daven to Hashem, the Hebrews will help you with parnosa. If you need a shidduch, you daven to Hashem with betochen, the Hebrews will parnosa, with a good shidduch. And and, um, as, and and like everything else, if you really want to understand what anything about Torah, you have to look into into the source, right? So the Eibush blesses us. We have a a a, 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 a We have a sefer called all of us, and he has in there a shah called Shara Betochen. And if like, it's like if you want to know Hilchos Shabbos, if you want to know how to keep Shabbos, you have to learn Hilchos Shabbos. If you really want to Betochen means, you have to learn, you have to learn Shara Betochen. So I got a Shara Betochen. And I sat down to learn it. Actually, that when I got it, what happened was Rabbi Kalmson is sitting here, and uh, because he helped me, then light, they, they, what happened was is that um, they charged me with a lot of charges, and uh, I said not guilty. And I was waiting for the trial. Typically in America, if you if you plead not guilty, you you get uh, you get a thing called bail. And, uh, and then you prepare for a trial. By me, they, they came up with a very interesting concept. They said that really, bail is only afforded if you're an American citizen, right? If you're not an American citizen, you don't get bail. So good. I was born in Borough Park. You know, Borough Park is born in Borough Park, United States. I was born over there. I figured last time I checked, even though I was living in it's part of the United States. So I'm, I'm an American citizen. So I find out that the guy gets up and says, Your Honor, this guy is not really an American. He had other tinies also, but, but this is one of his tinies. He says, he says um, This guy is not even an American citizen. He's a dual citizen. How do you figure? Because he could go to Israel and he could get a citizenship in Israel because there's a law of return. But Mela, as he sits here today, he's not even an American citizen. He's actually a dual citizen. For him, it's an I don't know exactly how he's supposed to say it. So I found myself over there in the Dubuque County Jail. I found myself over there. I'm not gonna get, I don't want to go over there. I'm, I'm limited, in my, limited in my time. I just want to focus on the way they able to save me in a miraculous way. And, and by way of story, I want to ex- explain what I what, what it says in Shara Betochen and, uh, and other sources. So we're, we're, what's the sorry, what's the foundation of Betochen? Right? What is it? It's a chiv. It's not only a good idea. Betochen is a chiv. And, uh, and the Shari Tshuva for Rabbeinu Yena, he brings that the, the pastor can shave him. It says, when you go out to war and you will see a big army ahead of you, and you, in other words, it's bigger than you and they're going to kill you. 
The Theta says, Laysidimahem, do not be afraid of them. Why should you be afraid of them? The, and this is the Chazal Bilda, this is the idea. Don't be afraid of them because they ha- put your betach and the Abish, they will help you and they won't be able to overpower you, you will overpower them. So, you, so you, in other words, you're in, a, you're in an impossible situation. That people in front of you with knives, with spears, arrows, they're bigger than you. And Hashem says, Laysidimahem. And from there, we learn that Zedash for everything that. that um, that in any situation a person finds himself that is a problem, don't be afraid and actually have betachon debish to help you. So that's that's one of the foundations of it. And and um, but I, 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 let me just start, let me just start out. Uh, so so together with the Munna and betachon, together with the, frak, the first understanding that everything's from the Ebrish and everything everything whatever happens to a person when he doesn't understand doesn't understand he understands whatever it is is gamzul teiva is a good. Together with that, Ebrish wants us to have betachon to trust him to help us out of the problem that we have, and that's why we daven and we ask Ebrish to help us. So this is the way Ebrish saved me. It was not, it was actually in the in the success in the and I say three days in a row of Aleph Beis Gimel. In order to remember this concept, it's easy to remember it. You say Aleph is a moon, the Beis is betach, and the Gimel is gula. And actually, I got I, I got the Meiser with the Bail. I was freed also in the three day sequence of Aleph Beis Gimel. Aleph Shvat, I had a, had a hearing. Beis Shvat, I got I was told of getting bail, which is a miracle in itself. And Gimel Shvat, I walked out. And this second time, and maybe eight nine years later, it was Aleph Tavis. I was in this little tiny cell in the upstate New York. There's a place called Otisville, New York. And they have their medium security prison. And they sentenced, they wanted me to sit in prison for 27 years. And I think, I think by then, uh, eight and a half years have passed, or maybe closer to nine. And it was Aleph Tavis. And I'm, it's, it's, uh, it was a Tuesday morning. Um, and uh, there was no minion there on Tuesdays. Wednesdays, Wednesdays um, volunteers used to come and make a minion for us. And Tuesday morning it wasn't a minion. So I was in this little tiny, very depressing cell. You know, the cell is it's like a cell phone. It's, it locks, it's small and tiny and it locks, locks you up. It's about six feet wide. It's about nine feet long. There's two shelves over there that they call a bed. There's a small window with bars on it. You know, there's bars. The bars make sure nobody comes in. And, and then there's a small table and there's a bathroom. And I was left. I try, I try to make fun of everything because that's the only way you can pick yourself up. There's the bathroom, there's right next to the table in the Gemara in Brachas that says that whoever, a person is considered wealthy if he has his base base right? So, so finishing Gemara. So, so I, <laughs> over there I was very wealthy because the base was mamish and al shulchanay. In short, it's a very, very depressing room. And eight and a half years later, and and and, and I have to I have to not put on talisman fill and and say hello and thank the Ebrister and praise the Ebrister from Chanukah and sincerely thank the Ebrister for also this man. I said, "How do you do that? How do you do that again?" So we know the Tater again. Look, look into the Tater. The Tater teaches us that a yid has in the shamba, and if a person, if a person is not where his body is, a person is there where his neshama is, and therefore, if he focuses on the shamba, if he focuses on his neshama, he actually where he wants to be. So I wanted to be, I wanted to be in a place called a shul, and a shul. I wanted looking for a minion. So I was there. I was looking for a minion. Nobody wanted to be the chazan, so I was the chazan. I started. I started the chazan. I sang halal, 
And I sang the songs on Taka. It, 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 it's exactly what Taylor says. You pick yourself up, suddenly you don't feel the pain of the prison. You're, you're Taka closer to, 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 to the Abish there. You're singing. You're Taka Thankum. And you're asking, and towards the end, by Minamitsa, I hear the way the guards call me. I go, so God's calling you. I have to go find out what he wants. I go to his office. He tells me, you, you got mail. You got mail. I get, he gives me a letter, and the, I look at the return, on the return side of the envelope, it says, United States Appeals Court. I open the letter, and in the letter it says, um, you know, regarding, the, regarding the, the last thing you put into court, the lawyers had put in like a month, a month and a half ago, put in a, a, a request from the appeals court to, to, re, to look into a thing. They found evidence that the whole 27 years was based on testimony from this one, one woman who uh, they found evidence of Pasha lying. And the government knew that she, she was lying. And they had enough illegal scholars that saw this mamash as a Brady violation and, a, and a, what do you call it, a poor violation. Because it was something they said that three, four years ago, I'm going home, for sure. It was, it was denied, the second time denied. This was a third time they put it into the court. This was the last time I can go to court. And I get opened the letter, and the letter says denied. Denied. You know what it meant? Know what one word denied means? The, the one word denied meant is that's telling me, mister, you're staying in prison for another 18 years. And there's nothing you can do about it. You can't call the police because the police put you there. <laughs> And you can't call the lawyer because the, the judge just said, you don't, don't, don't talk to me anymore. The, 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 the doors of the, of the court system is finished. So how does a yid, how does a yid take such a piece of news? So this is, this is one, of the, one of the times you, you don't, never forget. I'm standing there, I just, I just davened. I was probably davening there, I remember. I was davening to win. Harry opened the letter, denied and, I, and, and in my mind, it couldn't make sense. Why denied? One denied. I mean, did you, you, you look at what's going on? Denied. And they're telling me you're staying, you're staying in prison for another 18 years. So I stood there. I was, he wasn't rushing me. He gave me the letter. He walked away. I just stood there. I must have stood there, I must have stood there for a nice few minutes and trying to, to soak in what's going on. And I've seen people, I've seen secular people get such news, this is very common that people put in an appeal and they really put their hopes up and then they get denied and then they fall into, they fall into a depression they fall into a to go to the psychiatrist and the psychiatrist gives, gives them medication to put them to sleep to put it to, to, to calm them down and I'm looking at this and, I, and what, what came what, what, but I knew that I have to look at this as a yid a yid has to know that he has a Munna in the Eibishter, the Eibishter, whatever's happening is from the Eibishter, so it's Gamzul Teva. Whatever happened yesterday, but from now on, my, my Betochen in the Eibishter does not, doesn't say anywhere in the Teva, I have to stop being Betech Basham. Fakert. And there's two stories I'd like to share with you. Two, one's a story, one's a, one's a, one's a lesson in learning. I'd like to spend some time on this. This is, this is, this is, this is, what, this is what actually was going through my mind. And this, this is the message that tells us that whatever situation we're in, how, you know, the Gemara says that Yishai Novi came over to Chizkiah Melech and tells him that Abish said you're going to die. And he says, Abish is standing with a Novi telling him that you're going to die. And he says, be quiet. And turn himself around to the wall. And he doesn't. And it changes it. He lived 15 years longer. That's a Yiddish word. That's, that's, what, that's how we're supposed to handle it. So there's a story like this. There's a story that Rabbi Zevin brings us in support of Hasidim. In Hasidic tales, it brings us a story that there was, an, uh, there was a Rebbe from Alexander. A Rebbe in Poland before the war was a very big Hasidist. He was getting old and he was very weak. His son took him to, uh, to the mountains. 
to the, to the, to the mountains for, for fresh air until she gets, she, she gets some strength. One night, he, the, the father started, he, the son hears his father crying. He goes to the room and says, Tata, why are you crying? So he says that he feels, he has tre- tremendous pain. He feels tremendous pain. He feels like he's, like he's going to pass out, like he's going to die. And, uh, and he's crying because if he dies in this forsaken place, it wasn't be with Kurus Yisrael, where's his family, his chassidim, and there's no doctor to call. There's nothing he can do about it. He's stuck. He feels like he's dying. So his son, who's actually a very big sadik, and he was going to be the next rabbi, he tells the father, Tati, the father, don't cry. And he said, with a sweet sword, Tati, I swear to you, you're going to get better. And he walked out. He walked out of this little house. He walked out, picked his eyes up to heaven. He davened to the Ebishter, and he, t- he davened, and, he's, and, and, and uh, that, how can you do this to such a big tzaddik, or cover that breeze? You have to, he davened to the to make him better. And the night went by, the, the pain went away, and this Alexander Rebbe became better. He got, he got healthy. The next day, he calls on his son, and he asks his son, tell me, my dear son, now, Mela, Explain something to me. Maybe yesterday you swore that I'll be better. So maybe you had betochen, that'll be better. I understand. But how did you have the guts? How did you have the koyach? The guts is not a bad word. How did you have the breitkeit to swear? How did you know what was going to happen? So he says, I learned a very interesting pshat by the, by the Ruzhina. They come from the Ruzhina. And the passage of Kapitel Tilm Yud Gimel. If you have a Tilm, you can take it out. The 13th Kapitel Tilm says like this. Lam Natsech Mizmul David. Ad onna Hashem Teshikheni Natsach. There's three times the word Adonah. Three times the word of until when. Adonah Hashem Tashkeni Natsach, until when will you forget me? Adonah Tashkeni until when will you hide your face from me? Adonah Tashkeni until when will I have the problem with, with ideas how to get out of the problem? Until when he's crying that the ideas are not working. So he says, the, he says the whole world says these three, three Adonos are questions, but really these three Adonos are two of the first two are questions, and the third one is an answer. What's the question? The first two are questions how long can Hashem, can the be has upon him? How long can the be Hashem's hiding of his face and even from the of Torah? The answer is as long as, a, as long as a person has, feels that he has a way to get out of his problem, he has an answer to get out of the problem, the can be has upon him. But if a person is in a matzav, we can't, it doesn't, doesn't have any, anything else to, to uh, has no answers anymore, then, I, then the Torah is telling you that then they can't be hast upon him, and that's why he was so sure, because he was a cop from his Rebbe, that he will be helped, he was so sure that he will be helped, so he said that, that since he, if I saw you here, in a place, in a, in a forgotten place, so no doctors, no answers, so I realized it can't be hast upon him, so I can't, I dive into the with a betochen that the Ebishter will help, that, that, that was the Said of said. Another passage in Tilim says, Hashem Pekapitl Nun Hei, it says, Hashem Chalashem Yehovcho, Vuhu Yichal Kelecho. Throw upon the Abishta your package, and the Abishta will sustain you. That's, that's the literal translation. Right? Sustain, sustenance typically refers to a situation where a food, a panosa, right? But really, not every problem a person has is pranosa. A person has a problem with shaduchim, a person has a problem with health, a person has a problem. And my problem particularly was in jail, legal problems. 
So how come Hashem is Baruch chooses to use the word Yechalkelecha? The chayd that should say Hashem Yafchovu Yeshiyacha. Hashem will help you. The chayd a more generic answer to your problem. So the the answer is, and this word Yechalkelecha is a very very uh, big message. The word Yechalkelecha has the word the first three words are Yudchaflamid Yechalkelecha, right? It spells out the word Kaili. So text the word like this. Throw upon David your 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 problem. And he will make the keli. What does it mean? What does it mean? He'll make the keli. Because when we go, when we go, this is this speaks about extensively in Shara B'Tacham. When we go out, he calls it sibis. But it's the same idea. When we go out and we go to work, it's not chas v'sholem because we feel that by 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 what we're doing is what we're getting the bracha. We know that everything we have is from Hashem Yisbarach. Hashem Yisbarach wants us to do something. We make a keli. So what happens when you can't do a keli? What happens? What happens when you you have a job to go to? Your job you're working by doesn't give you enough money. Or Hashem, you go to a doctor and the doctor says it's over. Does it mean it's over? So the Torah says, "Hashem Hashem Yehovcha, v'uyichakalacha." Throw about the Eibush, the problem strengthen your mood and betachon the Eibush, and then v'uyichakalacha, the Eibush will make the keli happen. So these are the thoughts actually that, that that came through my mind, and so rather than falling into a, a depression of what's going to happen now, I strengthen myself. Fakert, now there is nothing else for me to do. I have to strengthen my mood and betachon the Eibush that will help me, and the Eibush will make the keli. That's the Yiddish way of doing it. So, the next morning I got up, and, and, and here's an important point. Along with the Amunah, I just got a, a letter that started telling me I'm staying in jail for under 18 years. Right? So, along, what happened until now was very eight and a half, nine years, a long time in this, in this problem called jail. And for that, you say, Gamba's a little table. For that, you have to accept, he accepts it with a simcha, and it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't fall apart. He knows what Ebesh is doing for him is for his good, for ultimate good. But along with that, I knew in the morning, when I woke up the next morning, I knew a new morning is being created for me. I'm, I'm being given life another day. Hashem Yisbarach wants me to get up and serve him. And dive into him and ask him to get me home. And it's Hanukkah. I mean, if you want to say a perfect example, uh, Rivka, you may know, davened for 20 years for a child, or 10 years. Imagine suddenly you may know all our mothers were cutters. All our, all, all, all our they, they couldn't have children. Imagine what the Saudi Mainu would say, okay, God created me like that, and therefore I accept it. Then we wouldn't, we wouldn't even be here today. So, so along with the Amunah, that whatever everything's from Hashem, or whatever Hashem is doing is I'm accepting it with Simcha, Hashem Himself wants the year to daven and to, to, to turn around the Gzeda that the Ebishter wanted yesterday, like this, that Ebishter should want today, like that, the other way. And that's what Purim is all about. And you do that with Simcha. Why are you doing it with Simcha? Because, and Shabbat talks about it, because a person goes out for Parnosa. He goes out with a Betoch and the Ebishter gives him Parnosa. If it works out that that day he didn't get the Parnosa, he knows that the Ebishter didn't want to give him that day the Parnosa. And the next day he goes and gets up, and again, he, he does what Abishta wants him to go out to get a job, so he does, does it again. So the next morning, I got up in the morning, and I, I used to get up, a daft guy used to get up very early, for like, like, uh, like um, whatever, 4.35, I used to sit the whole table every single day, because betachan doesn't mean that you sit and you have coffee, and, you, and, 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 and it'll be wonderful. Betachan means you're serving Hashem, you're diving to the Abishta, you're saying to him, and you're learning, you're doing mitzvahs. He says in Peter Gimel, 
One of the hagdamas of betachan, one of the, one of the uh, prefaces of betachan Hashem means that the same way you want Hashem to do what you're asking Him to do, what you're trusting Him to do for you, Hashem, you also have to make sure His status that you should do what Hashem wants. Hashem wants you to serve Him to keep all the mitzvahs. So, so your job is to keep the mitzvahs, do what Hashem wants, and then you go to Eibushter and ask Him to do what you're asking Him to do. So that that day. That day, I got up in the morning, I sat till back the same second, and then, but what happened was, I didn't know in the morning that I'm being freed. I had no idea, no clue. 3.30, they lock everybody inside the, the cell, and uh, they count everybody over there. They lock everybody inside, and the, the guard walks by, and looks through the little window, counts them, and I was locked in the, that day too. It was this Hanukkah, so I wanted to make a little suda. I wanted to make a little suda to eat. Uh, to wash, to make so this what are you eating over there? There's no, no big food over there. I eat uh, matzah with tuna fish, and for the second course, I had tuna fish with matzah, and the, <laughs> the third was matzah tuna fish back. Baruch Hashem, I wasn't starving, but and I said to him, I dabbed the rabbis. There's Hanukkah. I won't forget. I had a good friend. His name is Benjamin Don, and he's in England, and he used to email me from time to time. And I got an email from him, I think it's maybe the last email I got from anybody in that place. And Because I guess in England, he says to me, in England, you know, I really, I really was thinking this Hanukkah, you're going to see the Yeshua, you're going to be freed. I see Hanukkah is over. And uh, so, strengthen yourself, Abish will help you write it. And I, I, ate him, I, I emailed him back, he has a copy of it. How can you say there's a few hours left? What, what do you mean it's over? It's Hanukkah still here. And here I am, it's, it's 3.30, and the Shkia then was 4.31. And I'm davening, I'm davening, tell them that says Hanukkah, I'm begging you, get me home. Make a, make a nas, bring me home. You know, then suddenly the door opens up, and the guard came straight to the door that I was in, and he tells me in a very curt, very stern manner, Rabashkin, get out, go downstairs. And somebody's picking you up. So I figured I'm davening that I should go home. Then I'm suddenly going home, right? So I asked the wise guy, telling me I'm going home. So he tells me you're changing your location. Now, change location doesn't mean that I'm not going home, but I wasn't sure. So, so, this guy, this guy was unusually stern because usually he was, this guy used to, interesting you talk about mitzvahs you have to do mitzvahs talk as part of mitzvahs the guy who freed me the guy who freed me the guy who opened the door to tell me to get out of there is a guy who always used to greet me with a greeting good Shabbos he started his work week was on Tuesday he used to see me he used to say good Shabbos on Wednesday good Shabbos every day was good Shabbos and Shabbos also good Shabbos why? because one time he heard me screaming good Shabbos to other, other there's, a big, there's a big yard over there so I'm screaming to other Eden in another building good Shabbos good Shabbos so he calls me over very seriously it's not a joke he says what are you screaming some uh, secret codes to other prisoners because like, what's good Shabbos mean? I mean are you busting out tonight at 11 o'clock or whatever he wanted to know he wasn't joking so I said, so I, I, so I actually started laughing. I said, you know, the Shabbos is a greeting. It's not the so since then, I told him about the Bayreilim. So since then, he's always agreed me with the Shabbos. He, he, he was, he was, he, there's two types of guards. Some guards come in, they want to make you a miserable day. And some guards are just doing the job. He was the second guy. And here he was mamish. So the, from all the guards that Abish had chose to free me, he was Mr. Shabbos. 
So anyway, I grab, I went downstairs, and then half for a second, you know, the Sephardim says that the two men are they they brushed Yisuf out of the boat. The Sephardim looks at the Sephardim says that the, the, this is the way of Hashem sends Yeshua. It comes in a very very rushed way. They rushed me out of there. I ran back. I got my thousand film. I didn't know where I was going. In any case, I'm going home. I still have my thousand film. If I'm going to another place, I was transferred to seven different places. I need my thousand film. I grab my thousand film. They bring me now to another to another building, and in another building. The, the warden, they now realize something's happening because there's an office, again, to put in the office. The warden and the, and the assistant come in, and, uh, they, and they're, they're standing there. And I'm standing in one corner of the room, they're standing on the other side, and they're staring at me. And they're staring. Like, you know, how do you describe this? You know, they knew they were about to tell me I'm going home, which is a miracle, yeah? I didn't know exactly what they were going to tell me. And the, but their face was like, a, like a, let's say you're standing by Kiryas Yamsov, and suddenly you're standing, the Egyptian behind you, and suddenly you see the, the, the ocean split. What, 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 that's the face they had. They were shocked. Now here's a guy, had a 27-year sentence, and the president gives them a, a, a note. Get him out of here as fast as possible. And it's, it's like finally she gets the paper. And uh, and she tells she tells the, the um, she tells the she tells me congr- congratulations, Mr. Rabashkin. You're the President of the United States of America, Donald J. Trump. And uh, I always say that Hashem should bless him and, and protect him because he's like a good friend of the Eden. And uh, he says, just sign the paper. You're a free man to go home. And the reason I'm sharing this, story, this part of the story with you is besides thanking, thanking Hashem is also, or in addition to thanking Hashem, I, what, what was I thinking when, when they told me this? I'm standing over there. There's nobody to say Lachaim with. There's nobody to have a pencil with. I'm standing over there. So first thing I said, Hey, Lachaim, can take you That's the first thing. But then I got, I got, I got like a deep in thought. I thought, look at this. The, no, obviously, I was waiting for this moment for eight and a half, nine years, and I went through so many, so many ups and so many downs, so many hopes and so many. And here, finally, I never gave up with Abuna. Everything's for Hashem, so it's good. And the Betach Hashem is definitely going to help me. And and um, and here it's it. It's right here. So my whole mind and my whole heart was full of Shabbat Vodel Kolish Baruch and and. Um, but the, the main thought I was really going through my mind was, look at this. Yesterday, I got a letter from the, US, United, from the highest court of the most powerful country in the world. Right? The United States Appeal Court of the United States of America. And they told me it's denied, it's over. There's nothing in, the, in, 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 in anything you can do in the status that's going to help you get out of prison anymore. And here, the very next day, Bayes Tavis, by now it's already Gimel. So, this happened five minutes before Shkia. So I told us, this is now approaching the Gimel. So here, David was telling me, you, I'll show you who's boss. David was boss. And David got me out of there. And I was, I, was my, I, was my, I told the, I told the warden, you should know today, that if you're looking at, you know, what's happening. I said, God loves Jewish people. They made miracles for Jewish people when Hanukkah, and the days of Hanukkah, because they knew what Hanukkah was about, because they, they gave permission to light Hanukkah candles. And the, the natives, and, um, and, um, and Hashem loves Jewish people, and Hashem loves me also. And, and, and yet that's why I'm being freed. And I was so excited and thankful to Hashem that I was, I was telling them that you should know this all from the Ebishter. And then suddenly I remembered that I, that, that I didn't make a bracha chrena. I didn't bench. Because Mr. Gutschabas threw me out of there so first. I got the vuvu. I forgot the bench. I was in the middle of eating my suda. And I had, and I, for a quick second, for a quick second, I want to do over here. I'm a bench here, but I really, I should really go back, right? So for eight and a half years, 
I, li- I lived in a very hostile foreign environment, and I never made the decision to say, you know, here in, at home I was, I was acting like this, and here is somewhere else. Debesh is all over. What's a munah? A munah means Debesh is all over. A munah means wherever you are, put you there. You have a mission to do there. What's your mission? You have to live like it wherever you are. Forget you have to. They, maybe the reason Abraham put you there is to show that even under these circumstances, you're acting like a yid, and the kedusha of, of the of the Torah comes even to this dark low place, and that's the reason why he went to. He went to the desert. Why did he go to the desert with a mishkan? Even in the desert, as a yid, he did. They sing Abraham. So I actually asked this word, and I said, to her, "Listen, I got to go back for a few minutes." <laughs> he said, "Why are you going back?" So I said, "I told him after Benjamin, I said, Mr. Gatrabish kicked me out, and I was middle of a meal." So she said, "The president wants you out of here first. You're not going back. Nothing." So I had to bench over there. So I asked her to be my machinim. There's no sink in the office. She went to the cooler. She got me some water. I washed my hands. She was a little shocked. I washed my drinking it. I called him. I said, "Val Anisim." I said, "Anisim is a big simchan," and the came out. So, in sharing the story, the first of the we see over here that we are thrillers, we davened, we davened for, for, for Yeshua. It was a situation where it was mamish, utterly impossible for me to get out anymore, in any way other than a direct. Uh, the, 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 one, of the, one of the former attorney generals was part of one of the celebrations. He says there was a lot of, a lot of effort going on, and his, his words was, ultimately the issue was resolved by God. Well, sure, okay, from so, yes, we have to do a shtadlis. Yes, we have to attack and live in the world. But we have, a yid always knows that whatever is happening to him is from the Eibishter. And the Eibishter wants him to have a token that he will get him out of the, out of the problem. And the Eibishter gives him the keiches to get out of the problem. I want to share with you, I know there's a big discussion about betochen, whether betochen means... That it will be good, or that whatever happens is good. So I always want to say to you, I, I, one of the one of the most difficult times for me, in, in when I was there, was at night. At night, I, there was a, one of the sounds I never got used to was a key being turned in, in the outside of the door and locking me in. I locked in. They locked in for uh, nine and a half, ten and a half hours a night. And you lay down in this in this little tiny cell, and there's a, there's a guy on top of you. And that's a perfect time where they tell us to ask questions. How long is it going on for? How are we going to be? You, you've forgotten. It's very easy to forget. To, 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 that's the time that, that you, all these questions come up. How do you battle it? So I learned, I learned, I learned the Shara B'Tochem by heart. Some of it word for word. And some of it just the Nyanim. For how am I supposed to think? What is, how is he supposed to think in this situation? What's up and what's down? And that's the way I'm going to fly through the dark cloud. That's the way I did it. So in the first pedic of is a small pedic. It starts off. He says, he says like this: the, the essence of betachem is is the tranquility of, of the of the of the one who trusts in Hashem. Why? Because he knows he asks that he will do the good for him in that which he's trusting him to do. Which means not only that he, that betachem means that you're trusting somebody will do that which you're asking him to do. And what is it based on? If you find yourself in a problem, maybe that's something you're in a problem is a proof that Abishta wants to do something else. 
So we, we spoke about it. Ayid knows that whatever happened to him is from the Yibishter, but he has with him the Koyach. When he acknowledges that whatever is happening is not Nikra Nikra, it doesn't happen by, by, by itself. And he knows Hashem wants him to understand that, and together with that, to dive into him, to, to change it around, and to continue serving him uh, without any calculations. The Yibishter tells us he works Midah connected Midah, and when we serve the Yibishter without calculations, Hashem helps us without, without calculations. And, and one of the situations I was in, I, I, one, one of the places in South Dakota, I was thrown into solitary confinement. And what was my big aveda? My big aveda was that I, that I didn't want to take off my amalgam scissors. The guy tells me to take off my amalgam scissors. I said, I can't. I, talk, I told him the Jewish law says he can't do it. I remember he, he actually woke me up. He tells me, listen, buddy, a lot of things are going to change for you tonight, you know. So he, I hear he wants to change me. I realize I can't. So he locks me into a cage. He brings in his superior. He superior walks into the into the room and he he wants to know what's going on. What's going on? So I started I had a whole conversation with this lieutenant or captain. I don't know who he was. And I'm trying to explain to him I'm a Jewish guy and I have to keep my American sisters. I can't. And I told him, but you know you. If you're gonna take it away from me forcibly, I'm gonna be uh, stuck in one place. I won't be able to move anymore. I have to move. So this guy, this guy, so I'm talking to him, just a, just a side note, I'm talking to him, I'm, fa- I'm talking through the bars, right? So I'm looking at him, where is he? In jail, right? <laughs> so who, who put you in jail? You have to be in jail? See, he goes out, he, says, he tells me he's in speak to a rabbi. Speak to a rabbi. This was in South Dakota, I don't know who he spoke to, he emailed somebody, he comes back and he gives me a whole, a whole uh, a speech, the rabbi is giving me a whole speech, you should know where I am, I'm in prison, and they're the boss of prison, and I've got to listen to them, and if they tell me to take on me, I'm against this, I've got to take it off. And that's it. And then he wants to show that he wants to tell me that I'm a big, he wants to show me that he's a big time of so he finishes off with Dina de Machusa Dina. And the guy is reading this to me. You know, like, uh, he's, he's actually uh, transliteration. So he, for coming out of a guy's mouth, I say, you know what it means? He says, he says no. I said, I'll tell you what it means. So in order to explain to him, I had to explain to him there's two types of mitzvahs. There's regulatory mitzvahs, and then there's mitzvahs that have to do with the neshama. Right? So I gave him a whole lesson about the goof and the neshama, that the body could be in prison, but the soul is never in prison. And uh, even though, and this wasn't a joke, because I was there for eight and a half, nine years, I never got one violation. I had a lot of a lot of issues talking when it came to this. When it came in Yonim of coach not giving kosher food, when it came, I knew I knew that my connection to Rebishta is most important. If I'm connected to Hashem is Baruch, I connect to Hashem is Baruch to Tere Mitzvah. Mitzvah means connection with Hashem. Betochen means, real Betochen means making a shtadlis to do everything you can to do every mitzvah. So that's exactly what I was doing. I was taking my direction to what's up from the Tehidah Shana Betochen. So part of my, I guess I hope Betochen should help me. So then show David that you, that you want to do his mitzvahs. So I was telling him I want to do my mitzvahs. This guy wasn't sure what I was talking about, I'm sure. Uh, if he let me talk for five minutes, eight minutes, he finished talking. He says, okay, guy, I'm going to check again. He goes out, he comes back, and he tells me, okay, the rabbi said you can keep one of them. Or the yamak, or the sisters. <laughs> so I said, who, who, who are you talking to? It's impossible, you have to get out of your mind. Anyways, I tried to be Mariah before you said nothing. Now, in who my thing is, so now he lost his cool and he tells me, Mr. Ravashkin, if you can listen to me, I'm going to let you out with other people. And if not, I'm going to throw you into solitary confinement. Now, in America, they never say solitary confinement because solitary confinement is a form of punishment and uh, it's not nice. So, 
a cruel punishment. So they give it a name. It's called Shu. It's called Shu. Shu is the abbreviation of SHU, Special Housing Unit. So he said, I'm throwing into a shoe. So I thought, I don't want to go to no shoes. I don't want to I want to, I, I, I can't take a man with titus. I said, that's, it's against my faith. So he says, he get, we went out. He came back with five police, five guards. And this time they come in. Like, it was actually funny. I started laughing. They come, imagine sitting in a room and the guys, five guys pile in. Each one is dressed like for war. with helmets and riot gear. Helmets with face masks. A, a shield. Lace cedar. They see them, he's not afraid. What are you afraid of? They're just with you. I wasn't fighting with them. I'm, I'm just trying to talk to them civilly, that I keep, and, and legally, they're supposed to give it to me. And they walk inside, they take a man and scissors, and the guy tells me, okay, now pick yourself up and move. I said, I told you, if I, if I, if I thought man because I can't move, I'm stuck. I was sure they can give it to me. The guy, the guy walks out, the lieutenant guy, I think, he comes back with a wheelchair. And, 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 and I, this, I didn't hapsa for this. And I get a free ride all the way to the shoe. And on the way, on the way, they pick me up. And on the way, they they uh, they now they're gonna now they're gonna punish me worse. They wanted to degrade me. Instead of giving me put them clothes like they were in this in prison, they gave me um, clothes of a meshugana to put it to clothes. Ah, uh, uh, it's not a straight jacket. It's like a white gown with no sleeves, and, and it's made out of material you can't hang yourself. So I, I, like I'm nuts. And they threw me into this. So here here was a situation. We're talking about a dark cloud. Talk about dark cloud. As I say, it looked, it looked, it looked like suddenly I'm, 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 in, I'm dressed like a mishugana, no yarmulke, no tzitzis, and in a shoe. And it's tiny, I mean, there's a picture perfect a dungeon there. And, and right away, the Yitzhah is there, right? You see, God abandoned you, all, all the things. And what does a person have? What does he have? He has a munna, he has a, he, that's when, when, all, when your seichel gives up. Can't explain it. And when you meet this kid, I can't explain it. The it has true amuna means it's, it's, amuna is as true as, as intelligence is. We think a person thinks that he has highest power is understanding. If he understands something, it's for real. By yid, his, he is able to see the Hashem with amuna. That Abish is with him. Abish is there. And, and creates him is with him. Say, Bazay, if Hashem is with me and Hashem loves me, so what am I doing in a shoe? Just like I'm a shoe, exactly, yeah? And I, took, I, I was struggling with this thing. And then I realized that the Abishta, the Abishta tests us, why the Abishta tests us to know what, how, what our connection with him is. If our connection with him is in a limited way, in a calculated way, in a way that so much I do and so much that much I don't do, here I do it, there I don't do it. So then, you're living in the world of nature. If you want to pick yourself up above in a world like a yid, then be above, be, to see Yeshua's that come in a way that's higher than nature, serve the Abish the higher than nature. This is straight out of, this is exactly what it says in, the, in, in, in Shara Betochen, it says, it says this, and many Svarim says this. That's even midday, like the midday. You serve the Abish without any calculations, and the Abish serves that calculations. Don't, don't, don't lock yourself into into, into the limitations of the world because you're not. You, if, if you're a yid, then you have higher keiches. Daven, learn. So I realized, Fakert, instead of using this dark period to distance myself from Hashem, Fakert, this dark period is a time I have to get closer to Hashem. This is the way up. And I'm, I daven might have, and I made a firm commitment. I actually verbally sound it out. I verbally said to Abish, I don't care what's going on. I don't know what's going on. But one thing's for sure, I'm not, I'm not leaving go. I'm not leaving go. I'll continue to take the mitzvahs, no, 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 whatever it is. And talk a few hours later, Abish showed me a few hours later 
this little door in the, in the, in this little window and the door opens up and there's a guy looking there with glasses and not, not in a guard suit like in a, in, a, in a whatever he was wearing he starts to ask me he had a clipboard with a bunch, with a bunch of sheets and he's asking me questions and I realized he's a psychiatrist they actually sent a psychiatrist to find out if I'm normal they must have reported that I'm, I'm crazy so they sent a psychiatrist to find out he starts to ask me a bunch of questions and I answered him and he suddenly tells me what are you doing there you don't belong here I said you're right I don't belong here very good I told him so he left he came back and, and, and two guards came back and they gave me back my and sisters so I, I, I wanted. I, so the, this wasn't. A, this wasn't a. This wasn't a personal win. This wasn't a, 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 a something where where I want to fight. You don't win fights in jail. You, they can leave you. They can leave you on the shore there for a month, a year, a year, whatever, until you get tired. They're not going to tie it. So how come I got it back? It's, 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 it's one of the ways you makhaisaf in betachan. If you learn Pedic Bayes, when you realize Hashem is always with you until now. Hashem is, even as you're going through the Torah, you see how Hashem is with you. Look at, look at this room today. We're going through a, a Torah and everybody is with, with the Reb Shneer Zalman and his family. And everybody's davening. That has to give a person more highest to understand that Hashem is with us and that we are able to break this gzeda through our tefillis, through our mitzvahs that we do, so we should continue doing it. And never has Hashem say that, 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 that what, the, what is being pronounced in a in, in the way, we, are, we know that we're hidden and the Yeshua's can happen. And that's the protocol we have to ask the Abish to do the Yeshua's. And Mr. Hashem, when the Yeshua comes, we should realize that it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't come from any natural, it came from Hashem Yisbarach. What does that do? And then the then like in Purim, when all Eden realized that the Yeshua came from the Abish, they got stronger to the Abish, and they, and they use it as a way to be mechazic and fighter and doing Tayyip Mitzvah. So the Abish should bench everybody. Um, and and uh, and the bench everybody with brachas, begash, beruchnis, and continue davening. And Chaim Shlizama Ben Miriam Shabbat for Shlema. And we shall all see our gula. Alav Beis Gimel should be the personal gula, and the gula Shlema with Mashiach Tzedkino.